Hello, I'm Clive Nash. Welcome to Let God Speak. Last week we noted that the central issue in the world is worship of the Creator God. His power was shown in creating our world as recorded in the Bible book of Genesis. The fourth of the Ten Commandments asks us to remember the Sabbath day, for God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. Whereas some people today espouse the need for a Sabbath, God requires observance of the seventh day of the week as the Sabbath. How does this relate to worship and the time of the end? I and your panel members will unpack that in a moment. On our panel today, we have Stephen Groom and Hannah Nakagawa. Good to have you with us, Hannah and Stephen. Thank you. I pray that God will bless us today as we discuss. But, so let's take time to pray now before we begin. Our loving Father in heaven, we just want to thank you that you are our God. The Holy Spirit has been promised to us in these days, particularly as we approach the time of the end and the issues that are going to face us as a people. We pray that you will bless in our discussion today and guide us as we talk together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, as a believer in God, Hannah, um, as the one who made everything that there is, does it amaze you that, uh, that every one of us can be unique? Unique, yes, definitely, I think so. When, when God created Adam and Eve and um, the parents, the first parents of the human being, he began this line of beings with infinite possibility. We are very different. Each one of us are very unique and different. And yeah, it's, um, we have this unique DNA as well. Let's, let us start um, reading Acts chapter 17 and verse 24 and 26. It says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temple made with hands. Verse 26. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their uh, prayer appointed times and the boundaries of the dwelling things. Yes, we are from one blood, but um, yeah, we are different. We are very unique mm. beings. So Hannah, how does that uh, knowledge that you are divinely designed uh, affect, you, affect you? Yes, so, well, that's a really good question. We are not just a random being. We are created with a purpose. Um, and you know, if I were with um, identical with everyone, well, what would be like? What would I be worth to God? Um, but my uniqueness tells me how much God loves me and how uh, He placed a purpose in each one of our life. Um, that's why, um, and more of like, He also died for me 
as well personally. There's a beautiful quote from Steps to Christ. It says, the relations between God and each soul are as distinct and full as though there were no another soul upon the earth to share his watch care, no another soul for whom he gave his beloved son. Mm-hmm. We are loved and we are created with a purpose as if we are like the one person on the earth. Mm, it's a beautiful thought, isn't it? And, and Stephen does um, denying that there is a creator uh, do something to detract from self-worth? It, it can do, um, although some philosophers dispense with God and still promote or, a laudable ethics. Um, an example is humanism. The American Humanist Association has made a motto of good without God. Mm, And uh, humanists promote leading, and I quote, ethical lives of personal fulfillment that aspire to the common good. As the journalist Christianity Today um, said some years ago for humanists, man takes the place of God as the center of worship. Mm. Um, Man assumes a worth in his own eyes, but does not care what God thinks about him. Mm. So they set their own standard, uh, which is dangerous because actually it is God who is going to judge us and we not ourselves. So that's why we should keep God in our reckoning. Mm. On the other hand, evolution um, diminishes our worth. They believe we're just $20 worth of a mixed bag of chemicals here today and gone tomorrow. Um, created by chance for a short time and then we go. But the Bible tells us where we came from. We came from a loving God with a purpose and he tells us we have a future beyond this grave um, by a God of love. Mm. Now, our our topic today is the Sabbath and the end, the end of time. Um, Let's just turn over to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 7. Because here the angel gives a loud cry, a loud voice and says, Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Uh, In contrast to humanism, um, atheism and other isms, Christianity teaches that there is a judgment to come instead of moral relativism, if I can put it that way, uh, the Bible actually deals in absolutes. And so, so Stephen, what's, what's attractive about the idea of an ultimate judgment? Well, I like to think of the judgments as boundaries. These boundaries are set for our own good. Um, and we do well to work within those boundaries. It is the same in the home, for instance. Uh, we have families that give us good examples. The good parents will set boundaries for the children. Why? Because they love them, don't they? Mm. They care for them and they want to protect them. If the children rebel against their family's boundaries, it creates chaos in the home. And it's the same with um, God's boundaries. When a society rebels against God's boundaries, which happen to be the Ten Commandments, then chaos is set in that society in whatever percentage those people rebel against the boundary and some societies are so um, dangerous to live in because they've completely thrown away God's boundaries. Mm. So we are accountable to God and this life is to show whether we're going to uh, 
obey God's boundaries or not. There's a judgment now going on to see who is living by those boundaries as given in Revelation 14 verse 7. But let me remind you of how Jesus summed up um, the rules of life that we can that we call the Ten Commandments in Matthew um, chapter 22 and verses 36 to 40. And Jesus, as someone came and asked Jesus, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus answered him and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law or the prophets. Mm. And so, yeah, Jesus wasn't doing away with the commandments. He was just summarizing them there. Mm, and, and quoting from the Old Testament really too, wasn't he? Yes. Just, um, it's interesting what Paul has to say in Romans chapter 14, verse 10. He said, but why do you judge your brother or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Mm. Got an interesting question for you, Hannah. Is it fair that God should judge us? Well, God um, give us the gift of freedom or choice as well. So, and God has done everything to save us. He has sent His Son Jesus to save us. And it is actually our choice. It is our responsibility whether we choose um, good or evil, whether we yes, choose life. yeah, life or death or righteousness or rebellion. It is actually our choice as well. And all of us would, um, everyone would uh, appear at the judgment before the judgment seat of Christ and justice will be finally done by God. And it is also love of God because character of God is love. And when we look at the Lord, it, this is the description or manifestation of God's character or God's love. And so um, those people who would choose evil, they would um, reap the penalty of their rebellion because of their choice. And also those people who are um, hidden by the uh, grace of Jesus, the righteousness of Christ would have that eternal life as well. And it's the same way in the, um, this world where uh, the judgment or um, courtroom, you know, the, uh, in a courtroom, there will be a, um, an investigation um, and evidence. Uh, there will be a, yeah, evidence and conviction and there will be the penalty whether um, when it was guilty and there will be, um, yeah, like they can be free from that uh, guilt if they are found innocent as well. So this is the same as God's judgment as well. Mm. And this shows the importance of our life today, doesn't yeah. it? It puts importance. So our life today, the choices we make, uh, it decide our eternal future, doesn't yes. they? Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and there's a universal audience too, you know, watching to see that justice mm. is done here, isn't there? Mm. Yes. Yeah. When we go back to Revelation 14, 7 again, it just reminds us to worship the Creator. Um, so, Stephen, what part does the Sabbath play in this worship of the Creator? Good point. Well, actually, in that, in that uh, second part of that verse, it says, and worship him who made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. And what we have here is a quotation from Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, okay. which is the From fourth, the fourth commandment. commandment. Mm -hmm. So um, John is saying here in this, uh, this 
um, verse in the end times, this message to the end time people, that we need to come back and, and keep the Sabbath commandment. Um, he has changed in Exodus 20:11. It says, The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that's in them. And John here changes it, worship the one who. So there's a slight change there. And at the end, where uh, Moses wrote uh, the sea and all that's in them, John changed it to the sea and the fountains of springs of waters. So there's been a slight change there, but nine words are the same. And linguists recognize when there's more than three words together that the second person has copied from the first. Mm. And so we understand, we know for sure that John has quoted from the fourth commandment, okay. uh, identifying so it's He's important. reinforcing uh, what Moses wrote. Yeah. Mm. And in Revelation fourteen twelve, it says, God's end time people, uh, it says here, here is the patience of the saints. They're the people of God. Here are they who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. So they're identified as keeping the commandments. And so which of the 10 commandments uh, points to the Creator? The answer is the Sabbath, yeah, the, fourth the seventh day of the week, the mm. fourth day, and it's the seal of God. Mm. Um, you can actually keep the other commandments, really, and be a Buddhist or another, but the, the fourth commandment specifies you as a worshipper of Yahweh, the Lord your God. Mm. And um, it shows us that Jesus also, we worship Jesus because he was the active agent in creation. If we go to John, John chapter... Uh, 1 and verse 3, it says, speaking of the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, speaking of Jesus as the Word, the same was in the beginning with, with God, and it says, all things were made by Him, that is the Word, that is Jesus, and without Him there was nothing made that was made. So Jesus had a very active part in um, creation, as did all the, uh, the Godhead, as we see in Genesis one twenty six. Um, it uses the word us. Let mm -hmm. us make man in our own image. So they were both all united together in the creation plan. So it is clear that the God had executed the work of creation. Mm. Mm. So we sometimes refer to the Ten Commandments uh, in the Old Testament as being the moral law as opposed to the ceremonial law. Uh, and how important is the, the moral law of the Old Testament, Hannah? Yes, so it is um, foundation of divine government and uh, the expression of character of God and the basis of the judgment as we were talking about. And so come back to the um, point about the Sabbath, it's the same thing. We don't earn salvation by works. No, 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 we don't. Mm. But um, the um, observance or, or obedience to God's law is actually the sign of our um, commitment to God or love to God as well. Uh, let me read James chapter 2 and verse 8 to 12. James chapter 2 verse 8 to 12. It says, If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of law. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of 
liberty. So yes, keeping the whole law is essential as well. We can't say we don't have to keep this. Yeah, and, and Hannah, is Revelation 14, uh, uh, 7 saying that the worship is tied up with, with the fact that God created us? Yes, absolutely. Let's go to the beginning of the uh, Bible, Genesis chapter 2, and we will start reading from 1 to 3. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he has done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God has created and made. Hmm. So after he created all the things, he saw this beautiful creation and um, people as well. And he rested and he blessed and he sanctified this special day called Sabbath day. So um, the Sabbath is what um, some, someone, the poet, uh, called this crowing jewel of creation, blessed and hallowed, sanctified, shared forever, glorified. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Now, Exodus, you, Stephen, you referred to um, Exodus 20, verse 8 to 11, which is you know, the fourth commandment about the Sabbath. Um, is the fact that God is our creator the only reason for, for uh, Sabbath keeping? No, there's another part of the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 5, and actually the word Deuteronomy, uh, Deuter is the Greek word for second, Nomos is the Greek word for law, is the second giving of the law. So in Deuteronomy chapter 5, um, Moses repeats the Ten Commandments, but he gives a but different he, he reason. He gives a different reason there. For the he? keeping of the Sabbath. Mm. I'd just like to read that. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses um, 12 to 15, it says. Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you, your son, nor your daughter, your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your ox, nor your ass, nor your cattle, nor your stranger that is, that is within your gates, that your manservant and your maidservant may rest as well as you. And remember that you were a servant in the land of Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore, the yeah. Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. And that's the big difference in the two, two visions, isn't mm. it? Yeah, so he, he's saying that I redeemed ancient Israel um, from the slavery in Egypt. And the same way he's saying to us today, I'm redeeming you from the slavery of the world. Mm. And so, yes, so God is giving, uh, sorry, Moses is giving us a different reason for um, keeping the Sabbath. He is our creator and redeemer. Um, I'd like to also go to Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 12 and 20. Um, Ezekiel says, Moreover, also I gave them, that is Israel, my Sabbath to be a sign between me, God, and them, Israel, that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Mm. And we go to verse 20. It says, And hallow my Sabbath, that is, keep my Sabbath holy, and they shall be a sign between me, God, and you, so that you may know that I am the Lord your God. So if we're not keeping the Sabbath, we may not actually be worshipping the Lord God. So 
Creation, redemption, sanctification, all are aspects of our loyalty to the Lord of the Sabbath. Sabbath is a, a rest is a symbol of resting in the righteousness of Christ. Mm. Um, God gave the first Sabbath, interestingly, to Adam and Eve in the garden, and they were created on the afternoon on the of the sixth day. day. So what did they have time to do? They had no, no, prepare no work. To prepare for the Sabbath. That mm. was it. So the Sabbath is a gift to mankind mm. despite his work. The work is good for us during the six days so we can really appreciate the Sabbath day. Mm. So it's a symbol of righteousness by faith that eternal life is a gift of God and all we have to do is rest in him. We don't have to work. I like how Mark Finley puts it. He says, Sabbath is a symbol of rest not works, of grace, not legalism, of assurance, not condemnation, of depending on him, not upon ourselves. Mm. Mm, good point. Yeah. And has the Sabbath always been kept by at least some people, Hannah? <laughs> well, from the time of the first parents to our age, it has been always kept. Even um, in the time it was called Dark Ages of the Christian Church. There's a, this um, quote, beautiful quote. Nevertheless, there has never been since apostolic times a century without Christian observer of the seventh day Sabbath as sacred to him who declared the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. So it has always people who are keeping Sabbath. Yeah. In the, uh, the first chapter of the Bible, in Genesis 1, it refers to each of the days of the week as uh, the evening and the morning. Mm. Um, Stephen, some people say, well, this is really long ages of time, you know, uh, because they try and uh, reconcile re evolution theory with, with creation account. And uh, so what's the problem with that kind of approach? Well, it, it contradicts the, the, the plain reading of the word, doesn't it? After each day, um, the writer says, and the evening and the morning was the first day, and the evening and the morning was the second day, etc. Um, so the plain reading of the word requires that... Um, each day was a 24-hour period. And if we go to Psalms 33, verse 6 and 9, it says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And verse 9, For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. So God didn't need evolution or long periods of time yeah. to create the world. Mm. He spoke the world's into existence. Something's um, called ex nihilo, out of nothing, isn't it? Out of nothing, ex nihilo. Yeah. And, mm. and actually the Hebrew word bara, used exclusively for God there, means create out of nothing. And so it's not evolution, but the spoken word of God. And um, also, if we go to the New Testament to verify that, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3 it says in the New Testament even that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word, word of God. Yes. Here he is verifying that which um, the psalmist wrote. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So here we confirm that God doesn't need existential matter to create. He can make things from, from nothing. Now, now, coming back to Revelation 14, we've, we've already emphasized verse 7 uh, about the hour of his judgment come and worship the creator. 
Verse 9 says, The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, uh, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, and then there's a penalty that's specified there. And uh, verse 12 reminds us again, as you quoted earlier, uh, Stephen, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus um, so, so what's the central issue here in these verses, Stephen? Uh, the central issue is worship, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so verse 7, worship the Creator. Well, then we have verse 9, absolutely avoid false worship. Mm. And that includes, false worship includes worshipping on another day. Mm. And um, verse 12, true, uh, true worshippers have the faith of Jesus on one hand, and they keep the commandments of God and another, which includes the fourth commandment, the Ten Commandments. The observance of the true Sabbath, the seventh day of the week, Saturday, is more important than many think. We cannot keep the law because of our, uh, the nature, the evil nature we've received from Adam and Eve. But through um, communion with God each week on the Sabbath, it's through Jesus and his Holy Spirit we're able to keep um, keep the commandments, mm. not through our own works. So, Hannah, so if, if I were to say to you, well, as long as we keep a Sabbath, <laughs> you know, I can rest on any day, can't I? What would you say to that? <laughs> well, uh, Jesus told disciples to come apart and rest a while. And um, probably that was um, most likely not the Sabbath, but the idea um, of rest is more than the bodily rest. You know, um, it symbolizes our resting in Jesus and his complete work of salvation. And it is done. It is enough. Um, yes. So it symbolizes trusting in him and receiving his righteousness by faith as well. Mm. Uh, so, so, Stephen, is the, uh, the idea um, of Sabbath rest, uh, does it have wider implications than, you know, just taking a nap? <laughs> oh, Definitely not. In fact, for some people like the pastors, as you would know, you work harder on that day than other days. It's just a rest from your normal labors during the week. Just as God rested in his finished work. So for us, Sabbath keeping, symbolizing, resting in Christ and what he has done for us and also what he is doing for us Mm. in the heavenly sanctuary at this time. Mm. And so we rest in God's loving care for us on the Sabbath. We see the surrounding love that he gives us each day. And we rest in anticipation of the eternal rest um, when there remains a Sabbath rest for man, as given as uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us in chapter 4, verse 9. Yeah, and it's clear from the book of Revelation, isn't it, that, that the Sabbath is, is going to be a major issue yes. at the end of time. Um, it, you know, this issue of worship is going to be pivotal in distinguishing between who are faithful to God and those who have rebelled against him, isn't it? And, and for me, in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 22 and 23, it says, In the new earth, from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come and worship before the Lord. So what we're practicing here is what we will be doing for eternity. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, Stephen. My guest today was Stephen Groom and Hannah Nagagawa, and I'm Clive Nash, your host. You know, the book of Revelation focuses our minds on the great battle going on between Christ and Satan. Allegiance to one or the other will determine our eternal destiny. Whom we worship, Christ or Satan, is vital. We are called on to make choices that matter. 
In the last spiritual war on earth, there can be no sitting on the fence. Decide today that you will worship God truly by keeping his Sabbath. Well, we're glad you joined us today on Let God Speak. If you are blessed by this program, why not tell your friends? Remember, all past programs plus teachers' notes are available on our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au. Email us if you wish on lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Join us again next time. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.